What is up, guys? It is Stu. It is What the Fuck Gym Talk. And I want to talk about two claims you hear all these online, you know, internet marketing, fitness, poaching uh, gurus sell. Like, and again, I don't know why it seems like my content's kind of gone this direction. Maybe it's just because of the onslaught of more content that I'm seeing from these guys in the paid world. But anywho, um, I get a lot of retort on this and it's generally a gym owner who's not saying this out of their own educational and experience. They're like memorizing it. Um, you know, they're like memorizing a line. They heard one of these, you know, uh, marketing gurus say, and not that the line's wrong. It just, it's out of context, but there's, there's a couple things that these guys say that I think we could all really, uh, analyze. And I've got some interesting points on them. Number one, you will hear Guys, and I even, you know, uh, Alex Ramosi came on my podcast and he uses the line, uh, Anytime Fitness, LA Fitness, Gold Gym, these companies, Stu, have been running free weeks or free months forever. Duration-based challenges, duration-based front-end offers are a working, winning combination that are as tried and true as anything in the fitness industry. And with that being said, that is why the six-week challenge is such a, uh, you know, it's going to be a home run because it is the distant cousin of these other duration-based challenges that the godfathers of the fitness industry have been running forever, right? You guys have all heard that from someone trying to justify the the validity of the six-week challenge. Here's what I want you thinking of. LA Fitness, Gold's Gym, Urban Active, Anytime Fit, these big corporate, Anytime Fitness is not a big one, but Lifetime Fitness is, these big global gyms, they're able to run three weeks, three months even. Why? Well, number one, the person going to these gyms is looking to go in and, and just do whatever, just looking to walk around and use equipment in some fashion, randomly or planned, whatever it is. They're, they're not looking for any involvement from the studio, right? They're like, when you give someone a free week at a boutique fitness studio, that comes with a lot more than a free week at a Globo gym where you're just gonna kinda, you know, walk the paces, check out the facility, you know, you're gonna use the equipment. Do we realize these are two completely different experiences at this point? Giving someone a free week or six weeks free at a Globo gym versus at a boutique fitness studio is are two completely different experiences. The amount of work that has to go into that client, right? If you give somebody six weeks free at a Globo or one month free at a Globo or one week free at a Globo, how much, what do you have to do with that person afterwards? They probably get in into, you know, a fitness consultation with a member of the personal training department and a pitch, but that's it. After that, they're cut loose, they're on their merry way. Think about all the things that go into a boutique fitness. You have to, you know, they have to take up one of your precious spots in class that are finite, unlike the Globo Gym that could have thousands and thousands of members. And now there's generally a skill set because you're a boutique fitness gym, meaning you do something specific, and that specificity requires skill to some degree. They need to learn how to do something, whether it's just get on a bike and clip in their shoes for a spin class, or whether it's how to squat and do burpees in like a body lab boot camp kind of scenario. It comes with some skill set. Also, what are you really giving away for free? At a global gym, you're giving what? Anywhere from a $10 a month membership to a $30 a month membership. What are you giving away free at that boutique fitness studio? It's probably $150 a month, hopefully more. 
Do we see that that's not a fair statement? Like, well, Stu, Gold's Gym has been running a free week forever. They do duration-based challenges. I get it. You're right. And I'm one of many to say that duration-based challenges will work for lead generation, and you will be able to convert a small portion of those clients. But I want to debunk a couple of these arguments. All right, That, that was the first one. Here's the second one. The second one that a lot of these guys are going to talk about is, listen, our marketing is great, okay? Our lead gen works. However, your sales have to be so on point that if it's not working, it's probably because your sales process. And I'm the first to agree with these guys. I am the first to say that, yes, most you fucks have no dedicated, structured sales flow whatsoever, and that the best marketing in the world Actually, let me take that back because I'm going to counteract that. Any marketing efforts could be crushed by poor sales efforts unless unless you trade on brand. Going back to my branding fucking kick that I'm always on. Unless you trade on brand. Soul cycle. You do not have to be a good salesperson at Soul Cycle. Not in the least. You have to be able to ask, how many rides would you like? And you have to be able to run a credit card. Right? Think of the best, like the think of the neighborhood micro uh, microbrewery or a restaurant or like pub, like or maybe it's like a little mom and pop grocery store, you know, coffee cafe, like the places that are hyper locally relevant in your neighborhood. Everyone seems to know them, and you never really see them advertise, and they don't really have to work on sales. People just come in and spend money. Why? Because they're trading on brand and reputation. You silly fucks brand and reputation create the opportunity once you've earned it to honestly not even have the best sales team. You have to have more of a customer service team. I am the very first one. The one of the first things I do with any gym I work with is we refine the sales process. But I will also stand up here and I will say that a business that develops a killer fucking brand has to worry less about sales. Not that they don't have to worry about it. Not that the skill doesn't have to be there. Not that people don't need to be trained on it. But they have to worry about it less. And when the marketing gurus come to you guys and say, listen, no, I know you you spend $2,000 with me to manage your ads and we spend $2,000 in lead gen on Facebook. So you're out four grand and we really only got you 29 qualified leads and out of the 29, you closed 48% of them. So we got about, you know, 18, 17 people out of it. Well, man, it wasn't that our marketing was, you know, bunk. It was that your sales weren't great. And they could be right. But anybody you have got to hard close on a membership, have you ever hard closed anyone on a membership that stuck around for a really, really long time? Pause this podcast right here and ask yourself that fucking question. You, yes, you listening to this, you silly fuck. Have you ever had to hard close someone force close them and then they stuck around to be one of your best long-term members think any of you silly fucks that have ran these six-week challenges i apologize for the noise it's like torrential biblical downpour in charlotte um any of you silly fucks that have run these six-week challenges think of the people you had to fucking like pull teeth to get them to buy how long did they stick around when your marketing is your branding and unfortunately your marketing is fucking dog shit because you're running these bullshit duration-based challenges, rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat, 
guess what, fucker? You now have to be really good at sales because the only people coming in are cheap as fuck. They really don't want to do fitness. They're looking for the easy way out. They are not the avatar client you ever sought out to like fuck with in the beginning. They're just what you're willing to take because their money's green too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I don't care. I just need the green stuff, Stu. Just give me that green stuff. I need the money. Yeah, well, you're going to run into these fucking problems. So when you guys listen to these guys pitch you on this shit, I want my ginger ass to be ringing in your ear, like my voice saying to you, really? Is it, is it really the sales that's going to be the differentiator? Well, on this shitty gimmicky six-week challenge, then yeah. But if I actually focused on building reputation, building brand, and I put just as much emphasis into my customer service and making sure everyone's fucking experience was dope and not just assuming, oh, they're here, they're doing good, oh, no, they like it, then maybe I wouldn't have to worry about having ace closers. The only places that need to have ace fucking closers are businesses trying to sell shit that you don't inherently want. That's it. Now, it's not that you, again, I'm going to go back and cover my ass that, no, you have to sell. You have to be good at closing. That is such a part of it. But you don't have to have fucking sharks, guys that will close anything, anytime, anybody. The only only reason those weapons are needed is when you're selling shit that people are not, they don't really want because you trade it on on a marketing gimmick not on a brand where they actually want you. I literally just went, came from the mall, went and bought a brand new pair of Oakleys because I fucking broke mine the other day. And I'm a brand loyal guy to Oakley. I love Oakleys. And I walked in there and there was no sale to be made. I was going to buy a pair of Oakleys because that is the brand I fuck with when it comes to buying sunglasses. That in blenders. Blenders is like the cheaper alternative. For any of you guys who like like to still party and you break your sunglasses a lot, go with blenders. Um, anyway, that's my blenders plug for the day. But anyway, back to it. So I walk in and do you think the sales associate at the sunglass hut is really good at sales? Do you really? Do you really think that chick has been trained in sales? No. Wanna know why? Because Ray-Ban and Oakley and Prada have done it for her because people go in there and they're going to be sold based on brand, not on some ace closer who can overcome objections. Sorry, sir. I know you need to talk to your wife before you buy these $280 sunglasses, but you want to get her on the phone. Like any of that gimmicky bullshit that you're taught now to be a hard ass closer, fucking boiler room style, Wolf of Wall Street style. Do any of you guys like see through this? Like, do you see what I'm talking about? Anywho, next time you're listening to one of these guys just fucking spew their shit on a Facebook or Instagram ad, just, I hope maybe this like changes your framework a little. And again, I'm not saying that these guys are wrong. I am saying though that they skew very high the one side for obvious, you know, economical reasons for themselves. And I just want to be the motherfucker that just goes ahead and shines a little bit of light in the dark corner on some of the bullshit and gets you thinking about it a different way. That's it, guys. Have a great fucking day.